Hello, my name is uh, Benjamin Leonardo Jacobs, and uh, welcome to Subliminal Message Studios. Thank you very, very much for joining me. Um, it is July 6, 2022, and um, like we do with every single one of our segments here at Subliminal Message Studios, um, we usually always like to uh, kill the music. We usually always like to go back in the time and. Um, tell you guys something about the past, or at least a story of the past. Uh, I truly do believe that if we forget the past and we were, we are we're honestly doomed to repeat it. So I always like reaching back in time and, you know, pulling something out of the past and uh, talking about it when I first start these broadcasts, ladies and gentlemen. But just to give a quick rundown of what we're going to be talking about in this uh, first and second hour, ladies and gentlemen, with the clips that we have, um... So just for uh, just to start these things really, really, really off, let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, the Georgia Guidestones have been blown to bits. Uh, what you're seeing um, on my screen over here, the third screen, and let me switch my camera. I got to do it manually. Sorry, it's manually. Sorry about that. And just FYI, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting ready to take uh, uh, take us off Patreon, guys. So we everything is some from here on out. Starting next week, everything is going to be free. It'll be uh, posted on. Um, I'll be going live off my Facebook. It seems like that might be the best way, but it'll be on a new Facebook page. But look out for it, ladies and gentlemen. I'll I'll put the link in the description, and I'll also put it on my um, Instagram, Twitter feeds, uh, Spotify, and, and all other places, ladies ladies and gentlemen. But um, even if you miss the live feed, we'll always be posting all the um, videos on Spotify. Subliminal Message Studios, all one word. Just type it in your search engine on your computer, and it'll pull it'll pull us all up, ladies and gentlemen. But um, uh, yeah, the Georgia Guidestones have been blown up. Um, uh, as far as the world news, uh, one of the world things I want to get to, um, uh, four more of Boris Johnson's senior ministries have resigned, uh, quoting ethical violations and ethical reasons. They believe he was a very, very, very uh, pedophilic man, apparently. That's all coming out. Now, we do also have... Um, uh, gr uh, the green food is becoming uh, to be known to Americans as not so green. And we also have a couple clips that I want to get to, ladies and gentlemen, where uh, a senior official on the Davos group openly admits and he, he states that there is no standards when it comes to green food. And that's a great admission because when you think about it, that means you could be creating, if you're a scientist, you could be gathering up a pile of maggots, turning it into meat in some kind of different um, you know, um, formulas and stuff like that. And you can still put that green label on there. You know what I mean? You can still put that, you know, this... This food was naturally made, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's, it's not technically naturally made when you actually look into the what's on the package. So I uh, just, you know, when you go into these grocery stores, ladies and gentlemen, I want you actually to make sure that you're reading what's on the package because what's on the because details matter. Um, now, I also want to get to um, uh, the t uh, Texas that is uh, set to declare um, uh, invasion on the border because... Not only is the border now known in the entire world as one of the most dangerous border crossings in the entire world, 
Look it up. That's a now known. That is a now known statistic. That is a now. That's now in uh, the Pentagon's website. Yes, uh, United States border is one of the most dangerous border crossings in the entire world. We're talking about war-driven countries. Like it's worse than the border between Russia and Ukraine. That's how bad our border is. So uh, thank God they're stepping up to the plate. And like I said, I believe I made a tweet about it. I do believe that. Uh, Nebraska should um, enact their own uh, enact their own um, orders, whether that be a call, uh, do a mustard call, and bring the militia up uh, up to the building uh, as a state, and, and more or less just as a as the principle to state to the uh, state to the federal government that we will no longer toler tolerate their malfeasances, and we will no longer tolerate their cult like. Agenda and it is only meant to depopulate. That's what we do here, ladies and gentlemen. We we are literally here to expose the globalists and more or less expose the secret societies for what they really, really are. Every single one of their agents we go after. If you go uh, look at some of our segments on uh, Rumble, uh, when we are covering the world military news, we are able to indefinitely uh, uh, target. Uh, um, uh, I, I was going to say target, but that's the wrong word. We are we are we are able to identify um, almost every single uh, secret society member and actually identify the secret society they're actually from. For instance, um, Wang out in China, uh, he's a heavy spokesman here in America, uh, or for uh, for China to America, I should say. Uh, but this guy's part—he's part of the Red Dragon Society, and the Red Dragon Society is basically uh, an offshoot of the Freemasons from the Western world. So uh, look that shit up. And there's another thing we want to get to. Now we're talking open admission from the mayor saying he believes that there is a cover up going on by the DPS investigation. Uh, so what I mean, you know, after all, ladies and gentlemen, what can I say, guys? I mean, there's a lot of things that um, I want to get to. And like I said, I want to I also have an article from 1926. It's a New York Times article, ladies and gentlemen, from March 15th, 1926. And this is involving um, something that happened in our past here in Omaha, ladies and gentlemen. But before I get to that, guys, I don't know if uh, a little of you know this, but um, today marks the day the Nebraska State Patrol did indeed um, start their um, construction in their uh, in their service to the state of Nebraska. That was on nineteen. That was in nineteen thirty-seven, and today's the day. So shout out to the Nebraska State Patrol for their um, service here in the state of Nebraska. Thank you very much for everything that you guys have done. And I've also uh, chosen to give a little uh, backstory and a little history on you guys. Just a, a quick little brief note, though. I, I this is something that I probably don't. <laughs> this is something I probably don't want you to know. Um, so the only reason why uh, the Nebraska State Patrol actually created is because a lot of the police were actually drag racing back in the 1930s and stuff like that. They were even caught drag racing. Drag racing and street racing has always been a big part of uh, Nebraska's um, history. It, it has. <clears throat> um, I do, I do, I do wish they would um, uh, slow down when you know they see kids walking down the street. Uh, you know, common sense is not so common nowadays. So st drag races are definitely a lot. Um, uh, the car wrecks are still the same, uh, in essence. Don't get me wrong, uh, they are, but they aren't. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, common sense is definitely bye bye Huey a long, a long time ago, especially when it comes to uh, this day and age. You know what I mean? 
Uh, but just to give you guys a little backstory on that, yeah, they probably they were actually started to curb the you know uh, street racers, and um, they themselves apparently some of the first uh, first um, uh, cadets of the Nebraska State Patrol apparently they themselves had a little bit of a uh, vroom vroom, you know what I mean? They apparently they like to go fast like Ricky Bobby. But um, now let me get into this real quick. So. The Nebraska State Patrol is Nebraska's only statewide full-service law enforcement agency, ladies and gentlemen. That's exactly why you'd go to them to get your um, uh, concealed weapons permit or something like that. Now, they first started serving Nebraska since 1937, as stated. The State Patrol troopers perform a wide variety of duties. These include working with communities to improve public safety, enforcing traffic laws and drug laws, investigating crimes, enforcing the laws, regulation pertaining to motor carriers. Now, the current NSP superintendent is Colonel John A. Bolduck. Um, and now, shout out to him, man. Um, you know, I salute to you. Now, they are divided into six different districts. Um, in their inception, they only have, obviously didn't even have a district. They barely even had a freaking... Um, a real uh, quarters to go to, if you will. You know what I mean? It was very, you know, very, very uh, simple when they first started. But uh, look how they've grown now. Um, thanks to state funding, of course. Uh, that's not to say the work that they did uh, was very, very well noted. These guys are very, very uh, hard and brave men. And uh, believe me, you would not want to get into a race with them. They'll, they'll, they'll beat you. Now, um, those six uh, um, districts are now. Um, the headquarters in Lincoln, uh, Trooper A in Omaha, Trooper B in Norfolk, Trooper C in Grand Island, Trooper D in North Platte, Trooper E in Scottsburf, Bluff, uh, <laughs> Burf, I'm sorry. Now, I want to give you guys the divisions that they run and see how they actually grow. They, they actually have the Aviation Support Division. Now, this consists of a Bell 407 helicopter, three turbo Cassania T, or T206Hs uh, equipped with FLRI and downlink capabilities and a Piper Super Club used for traffic enforcement, observation and surveillance. The Aviation Support Division is used for many different functions, including drug raids, presidential security, rescue missions, investigate photography, transportation, surveillance, and traffic enforcement. So uh, if you guys didn't know this, just to give you guys a uh, uh, to put that in perspective, uh, so um, most recently the Omaha police did a uh, interstate lockdown. Uh, they would not; they gave a very just reason for it. Um, it was complete bullshit. But if you are wondering why some of the aviation, some of the helicopters that were really flying around there in Nebraska State Patrol helicopters, these boys, uh, let's just say they um, there's a reason. There's a reason why they do presidential uh, security. Now the other division is another division is. The State Capital Security Division is responsible for the daily security needs for the Capitol Complex area. The State Capitol is equipped with over 60 cameras that are recorded using digital video recording, which allows them to store video images and print out still images. Obviously, it's uh, but uh, these are these are very uh, very more mind school. You know what I'm saying by that is the cameras that they have uh, now they constantly uh, update them. If they're not updating them, then they definitely need to. Now, there's also the Carrier Enforcement Division operates permanent truck scales throughout the state. I've actually got hosted by them back in the day when I was riding trucks. Now, conducts carrier inspections and is in charge of monitoring commercial motor vehicle accidents. There's also communications statewide, 50 communication specialists staff the six communication center located in Omaha, Lincoln, Norfolk, Grand Island, North Platte, and Scotts Bluff. 
This is Community Policing, Executive Protection, and Internal Affairs, Investigating Services. The K-9 Division consists of 15 troopers and their police services dogs. Each dog costs about thirty-five dollars to $5,000. The division relies heavily on public support. The dogs are purchased by the Nebraska State Patrol Foundation using donations from the public. Now, um, uh, just a quick note on some of these dogs. I want to give a quick... I don't think people understand the training that goes into training some of these dogs and how well equipped, uh, how well trained these dogs are. We only see these dogs in action, and we uh, a lot of us get the mentality that these dogs are literally uh, trained to maim and kill, and they are. Don't get me wrong, they are. But they are trained also when they hear, when they get that nudge on their collar or whatever it may be, whatever that um, whatever that motion is or that word is for that dog to release. It doesn't matter the type of dog in it. The training that goes into these dogs, believes me, these these are very, very smart, intelligent, um, well-picked, trained dogs. Um, and, uh, I wish I could have one. <laughs> now, uh, moving into uh, moving into a little bit more um, about the weapons that they might carry. Of course, I love weapons. This is why I wanted to get to this, ladies and gentlemen. Is uh, Usually, they'll be rolling with the Glock model uh, 21SF. That's around a 45. A Smith & Wesson MP 556-45 uh, NATO. That's uh, more or less your um, AR-15 variant. A Colt M4 Carabine um, 55645 uh, NATO and then a Car Commando XM177 55645mm NATO Remington 87012 gauge I apologize that's because uh, you know you cannot go wrong with uh, the sound of that shotgun you can't you know I wouldn't be surprised if they if if none of these if they mentally were like you know we don't want like you know what I mean some semi-automatic shotgun I wouldn't be surprised if every single one of those troopers were completely fine with keeping a Remington 870 12 gauge because let's face facts. I mean, you have your AR-15, you know what I mean? You have your AK-47 and all that. But, man, if I got you at close range, especially with a shotgun, it's your, it's your ass. It is your ass, especially if I'm changing up rounds, slugs and then buckshots and then, you know, maybe some dragon fire rounds. It's your ass. <laughs> And that's not to say you're you're definitely gonna you might lose against a, a rifle. I'm definitely not saying that, but what I am saying is the blast radius is a lot better when it comes to the shotgun. So I wouldn't doubt if they're like, no nah, man, we're not changing it up with a Benelli. We don't want a Benelli. We don't want none of that. Put that put that regular 12 gauge shotgun right on that shelf, and we're good, man. I salute to you guys. Now, um, I also want to get to. Uh, 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 just a list, or I want to give you guys a number of some of the fallen officers that they've had. Uh, they've had a total of 12 officers that have died in the line of duty since the creation of the Nebraska State Patrol. So um, they're, they're, they're very, very well trained, obviously. Now, um, uh, prior to the Glock Model 20 SF, troopers carried the Glock Model pistols, one of which was the Glock Model 22 40 Smith & Wesson which had the Nebraska State Patrol logo NSP etched into the slide of the pistol. The NSP authorized various Glock models over the years, including the Glock Model 20, 10 millimeter. That man, that's a bear killer. You guys had a Glock 10 millimeter? I mean, that's just so amazing. Let's let, like, you're, you're definitely gonna have, only have to put one or two rounds into him before his old body blows up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it, it, it won't blow up. All right, that's just, that's not real. All right, that's a Joe Biden. I was just Joe Biden that. I have to be very, very careful of what I say nowadays, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's it. A 10 millimeter round is, uh, let's just say it's a bear stopper. So it is a round that would do some real damage. 
Um, but it's I can see why they uh, switched it to the 45, or um, some of them might be still carrying a 40 cal. Now, which uh, uh, that also feature uh, feature the NSP. Now they uh, they obviously as we went over, they collected uh, they ran with different uh, styles of AR-15 because different uh, you know different shakes for uh, different folks and stuff like that, ladies and gentlemen. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, just a quick uh, shout out to those guys. And uh, everything that they have done uh, wonderfully, and every all the service to Nebraska, you know what I'm saying, and um, all the trials and tribulations that they are going through now with the the politicizing of uh, police unions, and definitely by the globalist agenda, by the World Health Organization, by the doctors that are pushing them to believe in this medical indoctrination of. You can uh, force vaccinate if it's uh, for, you know what I mean, if it's for other people's health. You know, how do you think the Third Reich was so well equipped with what they uh, started to do before uh, they really, really started to collect the Jews and put him into uh, concentration camps? Uh, let me stay on point, ladies and gentlemen. Um because like I stated in the beginning of this uh, segment, I wanted to I always reach back in time. And uh, try to go back a little bit, and so we can remember something out of the past. Hopefully, to try to help us uh, in the future. Now, in this story's case, um, I'm more or less just pulling this up. I wanted to talk about it because I don't think a lot of people really, really know that it happened in Omaha. And not just that. I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a very interesting story. Um, not what it was going on in it, but I thought it was something very, very new because I've only heard about this story until about uh, two to three weeks ago that this happened here in Omaha, Nebraska. Let's just say it made a uh, what happened. Uh, it made it made what happened at um, Von Mar look like uh, walk in the park. Now this is that article I first mentioned um, when I was first talking to you guys. Uh, this is an article on March fifteenth. 1926 and this is a new york times article omaha sniper on trial today insanity will be defense of frank carter who shot victims through windows and uh like i said guys what you're seeing on screen is that actual um description an actual new york times article which is out of this world you know what i mean which is honestly really 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 crazy i mean you could literally see Back in the back in these days, where they had to like actually show because TV wasn't around, you know what I mean. So they had to show the graphics of it. They had to actually draw all of it out. They had to place this imagination into the people's heads so it could draw them to the article. I mean, it's very very detailed too. But I also think it's very very weird on um our uh, how our uh, Nebraska news our our our, our news. Well, let me just let me just get to this, guys. So, Frank Carter, uh, he was born on 1881, uh, died June uh, 24th, 1927. Now, he was the notorious murderer of us, notorious murderer and self-confessed serial killer in Omaha, Nebraska. He uh, conf he has confirmed two committed kills, and um, he murdered at least, or he claimed to have murdered at least 43 people. Now, here's where it gets very, very strange because reports after the trial and after um, after he was caught and after everything got put into place, it's almost like the media started to backtrack on what they were saying in the beginning. And what do I mean by that, ladies and gentlemen? This is so. This is what I mean by that. So I'm going to start this off like this. So Carter, uh, he worked as a laborer at the beginning at the beginning of February 1926. Uh, 
Now, during that time, a mechanic was a mechanic was uh, murdered with a twenty-two long rifle with a silencer attached to it. Soon after, a doctor was murdered, and then a railroad detective was murdered. Where uh, that railroad detective was shot six times, and this was in neighboring Council Bluffs, Iowa. Now, on uh, February fifteenth, this is like I said, this is where it gets a uh, a little weird. Omaha newspapers recommended the city black out all lights after an exposed on previous murders showed that the victims had been standing in their windows at home when they were shot. This was during daylight hours. The sniper shot another in the face and fired through more than a dozen lighted windows. So this is where they backtrack because after the trial, um, after the tr- uh, or, or after he was caught and after the trial, this is where um, reports uh, doubted a lot of his claims, and they started coming out and saying, oh, no, he only shot two people, and all the other murders, we don't know anything about him. And what, I, what I've come to find out is uh, usually when um, the establishment has no control of the danger at hand, that's when they do not want to bring it up because in their minds, oh, we don't want to scare the public. Well, it's not really, really that. It's they want to control the narrative of only, they want to freak the people out only when it's controlled. It's a controlled democide by them. And that's exactly how these global elites work. You know what I mean? No crime has been really, really, uh, no, no major crime has happened in history without the government say so, ladies and gentlemen, and which is just, uh, um, once you realize that, uh, you know you, you kind of uh, start to lose uh, lose faith a little a little bit. But then that's where you that's where God comes in. That's where believe having faith and having hope and believing in something higher than the humans around you. And that's not a shade against other humans around you. We are glorious. We are great. We are capable of beautiful and enlightening things. You know we've done we have done almost godlike things right now what we're trying to do is be gods ourselves and that is not the way to go uh, many many times in history has shown us as soon as that happens well soon after that that's when the whole world uses gets flooded but you know we continue to forget history and we just you know well you know we can try socialism we can try fascism again so what if it didn't work okay well you know what do you mean soda what if it didn't work it, it hasn't worked over at least over 13 times throughout history how do you think the 14 time is going to be different it's like a it's stockholm syndrome you know and, and what's going on nowadays is basically like the american citizens are a girlfriend that's been beaten 24 7 by uh you know their boyfriend and each time after the beating, their boyfriend tells the you know the girlfriend, "You're beautiful, but you cause this. But you're beautiful. I'm gonna take care of you. Don't you worry. All right, you know what I mean." Pampers them up after the beating and stuff like that. And the next day, there it is again. You know what I'm saying? And then you know later on the line, you know we get pampered and stuff like that. But as soon as we go to leave, oh my guys can't find myself to leave. You know what I mean? We're so used to getting beat all the time. Like this is basically like Ike and Tina Turner. What's going on right now, ladies and gentlemen? And uh, <laughs> I'm trying my hardest not to uh, laugh, but for crying out loud. But uh, let me get back to this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very sorry. So, like I said, um, on February 15th, Omaha newspapers recommended the city black out all lights after an expose on previous murders. Showed that the victims had been standing in their windows at home when they were shot. 
during daylight during daylight hours, the sniper shot another in the face and fired through more than a dozen lighted windows. Businesses in Omaha came to a standstill. Streets cleared and the city's entertainment venues emptied for more than a week. Other crimes, including shooting indiscriminately into a downtown Omaha drugstore. Now, more than two weeks after his first murder, Carter was captured in uh, Iowa, 30 miles south of Council Bluffs at Barlow in Fremont County, Iowa. Carter rapidly admitted his crimes. Now, after a month-long trial, Carter's lawyers pleaded insanity. Carter was convicted on one count at first-degree murder for killing Dr. A.D. Sealus. He was also charged with the first-degree murder of killing mechanic William McDevet, but the charge was withdrawn after his conviction. Carter further admitted to being a parole, uh, parole breaker. Frank's Carter in Nebraska prison number was 9277. He was executed by ex execution on June 24, 1927 at the Nebraska State Penitentiary in Lincoln. Carter was quoted as saying, Let the juice flow just before he died i mean yeah let the juice flow let the juice flow i mean talking about some scary shit and uh, but there's so many different holes uh within this uh within this for instance um dr ad seals um uh, let me tell you what he was working on before you know what i mean he uh met his untimely death so Him, him, and along with um, William McDevitt, Asa Ranson, uh, he was a Minden, Nebraska police chief. Frank Pale, Nebraska State, um, I'm sorry, um, and Harriet Sharp, his wife. They were all they were all in the mixture of the the ones that were murdered. Um, and um, Adam Mc, uh, Adam McCollin was a governor at that time but this is what's really really uh crazy about adam mccullen and the doctor and that dr ad seals that man was involved in um uh, in early uh very very early cancer treatments and just to give you a, a run a rundown of the governor of that time um adam mccullen so McCullen was born on a born in a Wellsville, New York, and a, as a young boy, moved with his family to Wymore, Nebraska. He was a founding member of the Beta Two chapter of Delta Two Delta. And if you go to there, if you look that up, ladies and gentlemen, they have an insignia of the all-seeing eye with some scrolls at the bottom, and there's a lantern, star, and then uh, five stars and a triangle-like uh, shape on their uh as their insignia now this was the fraternity at the university of nebraska lincoln you know the uh, innocence the innocent society is what they're really really called which is an offshoot of the skull and the very famous skull and bone society now in 1894 that uh, and that was he graduated in 1894 he graduated from the university of nebraska in 1896 and uh matriculated at George Washington University where he earned a law degree in 1899 so uh, just uh, I guess just a little um, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to put two and two or anything like that together or anything like that but I did think it was um, you know very very interesting of the people that were murdered 
during this time of that, you know, during the time of uh, Frank Carter uh, going on his uh, sniper uh, sniper murder uh, murder spree, and then the changing of the way the media was producing this afterwards, you know what I mean, and how he. It's not. It's it, well, how um, how they warn the public to uh, turn off their lights and get out of their open windows and stuff like that. But then after the trial, after it was all said and done, it was almost like you know what I mean. All right, let's all forget about it. You know what I mean. He only killed these two people, and these are the only two people that we want him charged with. You know what I'm saying? Even though prior to that, I'm also having. I'm also. I'm also. I'm, on this other website, the Welland website I could get, which is um, Omaha Omaha History, and uh, there's there's a little uh, reports in here from uh, witnesses that uh, overheard shots and stuff like that when he was shooting in the downtown Omaha area, and what they were saying was the police were actually standing by, and they were acting like they didn't know where it was coming from when witnesses were clearly pointing at the, where the sniper was. So. I mean, I'm, I'm I, obviously I wasn't alive back then. I'm like most of us that weren't alive back then. I don't know, but um, I, I did want to get to that, guys. I thought it was honestly, honestly, really, really interesting. Um, the way the the way the media changed, how they warned the public, and then after when the trial started, and you know what I mean. After all this and that was said done, that's when the media started to claim, "Oh no, he never killed anyone else." And, and and not only and then and then you get to the governor at that time and he was highly involved with Dr. A.D. Uh, uh, Seals and um, uh, the chief the chief of police and the other characters that were murdered. So uh, you know just uh, you know just you know a little a little uh, a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? A little wild. But ladies and gentlemen, um, let's uh, let's go to a quick break real quick, and then we'll come back to this, guys. No, that ain't the juice. That ain't the juice, is it, ladies and gentlemen?
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I am your host, uh, Benjamin Leonardo Jacobs, and thank you very, very much for joining me again on this uh, beautiful day. And I want to get to this, guys. The, the messaging that comes from blowing up these Georgia Guidestones is everything. We sent a clear message to the globalist order, to the liberal new order, that we will not, we will not stand by while you melt our entire country down to the boiling point and then use the lava to pour over us. Now, uh, first reports came in, uh, came in uh, an explosion Wednesday at the mysterious Georgia Guidestones in Albert, Georgia has caused significant damage to the stones. What you're seeing right now is the picture, actual picture of what it looks like. Uh, now, um, pre uh, preliminary inf uh, information indicates that someone detonated an explosive device at around 4 a.m. on Wednesday, according to the Georgia Bureau of in Investigations. That's the FBI in Georgia. Officials said officials with the Albert County Sheriff's Office found the explosion destroyed a large portion of the structure. The Albert, the Albert County Sheriff's Office asked the GBI to assist with the investigation. Now the Guidestone site on seven on, on a, the Guidestone sit on a site seven miles north of Albert and uh, Georgia Highway 77 and are often referred to as an American Stonehenge. Sky 4 flew over the site about 11.40 a.m. and saw one of the stones destroyed and another one damaged. Chris Smith said he took the pictures above about 7.30 a.m. Wednesday. He said he lives about a mile behind the guide stones and didn't hear anything unusual. However, some people who live a little closer said that they heard and felt an explosion at about 4 a.m. The viewer who took the pictures above said she lives about five miles away and heard about a, heard a bang at 4 a.m. She said she went back to bed and she woke up and she saw a Facebook post about an incident at Guidestones and drove by. Now, one person posted on social media that they heard a boom that shook the house around 4 a.m. And another post said they heard what they thought was a thunder at 4 a.m. And, and, uh, and shook the house. The Georgia Guidestones, Albert's most unusual site of granite monoliths, posing as a mystery of the numerous visitors who visit the site seven miles north of Albert on Georgia Highway 77. Known as America's Stonehenge, the 19-foot high monument displays a 10-part message espousing the conservation of mankind and future generations in 12 languages. The Guidestones also serve as an astronomical calendar, and every day at noon the sun shines through a narrow hole in the structure and illuminates the day day's date on an engraving. The names of four ancient languages are inscribed on the sides near the top, Babylonian cuneiform, classic Greek, Sanskrit, and Egyptian hieroglyphs. The Guidestones are mysterious in origin, and for no one knows the identity of a group that sponsors who provided its specifications. Well, we don't care about that because we are not down with the New World Order. And uh, no, GBI, you will not be getting any help from anyone, okay? Well, why should we help you? Why do you even want to investigate that, first of all, when um, clearly those Guidestones were put there uh, clearly stating that they want to keep the population under 500 million kind of makes like I said I'm going to continue to repeat this what's going on right now literally gives a whole nother meaning on what's going on uh, uh, what's what's going on that right now in the world really gives a whole nother meaning to the Denver airport and the murals that are there I mean do you know what I'm saying like you know like I remember when that that first was all getting built and 
everyone was like, you know, what is this? You know, all the conspiracy theories were coming out and all this and that. And, uh, you know, now with this war in Russia and Ukraine, take a look at some of their uh, some of the refugees that are coming in through our border. And then take a look at some of uh, what some of the uh, clothing that they're wearing. Let's just say it makes you really, really, really shit your pants, especially after NATO's uh, resolution with uh, Sweden and Finland allowing them into uh, the European Union and NATO, it just gives you a whole nother crap in your pants, let's just say that. But um, uh, I want to get to this, guys, because this really, really shows significance. This matches up with what we see in Highland Park. I want to update you guys with what we see, what we have, what we know for sure that's coming out of Highland Park. Now, Witnesses that were, when I first reported on this, I told you guys that witnesses were reporting that a man was shooting from the rooftops and there was a man uh, shooting from the ground. The man shooting from the ground was this, uh, was this brainwashed, uh, brainwashed, poor individual that was on high psychological uh, psychotropic drugs and apparently reports are coming out now when he was arrested by the police he was stating to the police that I I did not want to do this I couldn't control my body and the police yeah, were you on any drugs and the police and he told him yes I, I'm on you know I'm on this 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 so what we do know is he was on uh, hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic drugs. What we do know is he had some type of a retired FBI handler prior to the shooting. He made a rap video or music video where he literally basically laid out uh, his entire plans and what he wanted to do. Um, uh, he, he Now, uh, however, the report of the shooter on the rooftop, those witnesses, just like I said, they're not interviewing them. And unfortunately, I don't live in that freaking state, but I'm trying to find their Facebook. I'm actually trying to reach out to some of the people that I first, when I first reported on this and I gave their names and stuff like that. I'm trying to find their uh, Facebook so I can actually ask them if indeed they did indeed see a shooter on the rooftop. So that's exactly what they told police and um media when they first uh, or police when they first told police uh, gave police statements was they saw a shooter a shooter on the rooftop and there was a shooter on the ground now there's a uh, now there's even more ex, uh, reports of explosions that happened uh, this uh, guy dressed up like uh, there's pictures of him dressing up like a mega you know what I mean like a United States militia member with American flag there's other pictures of him dressed up like a woman and then I was able to go to his Twitter feed and um, I was able to screenshot a few of his uh, Twitter uh, posts. And what you're seeing right now is actually what was on uh, on his uh, some of his Twitter feeds. This latest, uh, this tweet right here literally reads like this: the LGBT group should kill to get their right uh, to get their point across. And uh, that was just one of the tweets that he put across. There's a lot of it, you know. Um, but yeah, you guys can you know read them off for yourselves. I'll give you guys a minute. But it just shows, and, and then I have a couple picture of the, pictures of this guy, you know, with, you know, the rainbow hair, and you know what I mean? It's, it just shows the face, and, and, and then the look on his face, ladies and gentlemen, was scary as shit. You can tell that he was highly, highly, highly on some type of, uh, uh, some type of drugs. And like I said, that it, these are the statements that apparently he gave the police when they apprehended him. 
Now I want to get to this. Uh, I want to get to the, uh, another, uh, uh, some more breaking news and some more updates on the Uvalde shooting, ladies and gentlemen. What we know about the Uvalde shooting was there is a Bortec team, which inadvertently these Bortec elite teams, uh, their immigration teams, but. They're often just suddenly there at the time of a shooting, like they're there um, at Columbine. They're at a, they're there um, at a few other different shootings, mass shootings. They just they just were already there before the police even showed up. But um, what we do know now about the Uvalde shooting was the board, this Bortec elite team did engage did engage with that teenager. Um, uh, with that teenager at that school, they did engage him prior to him entering into that school, which is why he crashed his truck, uh, crashed his truck and stuff like that, because he was getting engaged by this elite Bortec team. What we do know is it seems like there was two teams that were pushing him towards the school. It almost looks like, and what you're seeing right here is where those two two teams were. There's elite Bortec team uh, right here, and elite Bortec team right here. And this is where the school is, and this is where they're shooting at him, pushing him straight to the school. What we do know now is that there were indeed rifles, um, and there's indeed a, a shield in the school at the time when kids were getting their heads blown off, ladies and gentlemen. And now the uh, mayor, the Uvalde mayor, has fears and is uh, stating that he thinks there's a cover-up happening with the DPS investigation. Mayor Don uh, McLonagan uh, uh, is expressing his doubts in the Texas Department of Public Safety's ongoing investigation into the May 24th shooting at Robb Elementary School. Now, um, McAllen said he fears foul play, saying, I'm not confident 100% in DPS because I think it's a cover-up. He went on to say that while he trusted DPS staffers, he is no longer believed in upper management, explaining that he thinks DPS director Colonel Stephen McCraw is covering up for maybe his agencies. What do they say? It's always hard when you tell a lie. You have to keep telling a lie, McAllen said, pointing to the shifting stories that may have emerged about what happened on the day of the shooting. I'm not saying he's lying. Maybe he was misled with the information he got. Your story can't change on something this horrific three times, four times, in three days, McConnell added. At this point, I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. Well, um, DPS has been tasked with looking into why 20 armed officers were waiting in a hallway for over an hour before engaging the shooter inside a locked classroom. The gunman wounded, killing 19 children and two teachers that day and injured others. In the wake of the, uh, the tragedy, Colonel McGraw has solely blamed school police chief Pedro P. Arundondo, said to be one of the first officers to respond to the scene. For the delay calling the police response an abject failure, Arundo has since resigned from the Uvalde City Council and has been placed on administrative leave from his uh, job. But McConnell believed that it, but, um, McLulligan... Uh, I hope I'm saying your uh, name right there. McCulligan uh, believes there is also a elite, uh, elite team there known as a Bortec immigration team that the DPS investigation is not mentioning, and he does not know why. Now, uh, McCulligan told CNN that blame should go wider as personnel from multi-law enforcement agencies were on the scene and all held back. We... Have uh, when have you ever seen a federal, state, local law enforcement officer take their cues from local law enforcement? 
uh, McCulligan asked. Every agency in that hallway is going to have to share the blame, he said later, emphasizing if this is a failure, it's a failure on everybody's part. Request for comments to McCulligan, DPS and District Attorney Christina Mitchell uh, Busby, the person who ordered an investigation by the Texas Ranger Division of the DPS, according to DPS, were not immediately returned. DPS Press Secretary Erica Beltran did tell CNN, the Texas Department of Public Safety is committed to working with multiple law enforcement agencies to get the answers we all seek. Mitchell Busby is also being called out by McCulligan and Senator Roland Gutierrez, who penned a letter to Texas Governor Greg Abbott asking for a removal from leading to Uvalde Together Resiliency Center in the wake of troubling reports regarding the fund's management. Now, Gutierrez, who district includes Uvalde, according to the Texas Tribune, nearly a month ago, you announced the opening of the Uvalde Together Resilience Center. This is UTRC. That was to provide information, support, and resources to residents directly affected by the Robb Elementary School shooting, including financial support and victims' compensation funds. The letter began. The letter explained that the governor's public safety office made an initial investment of $5 million. They note that Mitchell Busby was appointed to oversee victims' compensation in addition to other services. Additionally, the letter outlines some of the troubling reports they received about the UTRC and Mitchell Busby, including the failure to timely deliver victims' compensation resources to those in need. They write that one family was in danger of having their power cut off in their home uh, at the same time when they were praying and caring for their daughter in the hospital. The two politicians said other families have been offering a meager B, uh, BRA benefit for only two weeks of pay. This simply is insufficient, the letter read. In conclusion, Gutierrez and McCulligan asked that Mitchell Busby is removed from her position heading the UTRC and instead place the Texas Department of Emergency Management in charge. These victims deserve maximum compensation and they deserve it immediately. The letter concluded. So, man, I mean, you know, what can you, what can you even say to that, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, you know, because uh, you remember when this uh, shooting first started, when there were first reports coming out. I remember, I remember when they were first reporting on this, they showed the truck, and then and then the camera swayed off the truck, and they did not report on why he got into the uh, accident until never. They say he got into the accident because he was wound up, and police were and the police were on to him already. They saw him, and, and not to mention that the and not to mention the witnesses that saw him get into the shootout with uh, some other uh, some other type of uh, authoritarian officials saw him get into the shootout, saw him enter in to the school and they were yelling there's a shooter going into the school shut the doors how the doors were not shut they're saying it's a failure uh to the, the doors failed to lock well now we know that's not true at all the doors were left wide open the teacher uh the teacher at the time is the teacher that said i'm the one that left the door unlocked has come out and said no i just never shut the door and now she's disappeared. If you recognize, we're not hearing from her anymore uh, because, you know, she just uh, suddenly disappeared after she came clean and said, no, actually, I waited by the door to make sure it was open. Now she disappeared. 
And now the mayor does believe that there's a foul play at hand with the investigation. And in his own words, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not confident 100% in DPS because I think it's a cover-up. That is an astounding statement coming out of the mayor. He is that stinks that the Uvalde, Texas shooting is a cover-up. Well, McCulligan, you are absolutely 100% correct. That was a cover-up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and I'm not saying that the the shooting and that the children did not get killed. This is a difference. A false flag can also have real victims. Um, what I am simply stating is what we do know for a fact is that there were, what we do know for a fact is that they were indeed uh, an elite uh, immigration team known as the Bortec, uh, Bortec elite, elite team that engaged the Uvalde, Texas shooter and engaged them from two sides, pushing them towards the school. At least that's what it looks like to me. Um, and I still have the I still have it up on my big screen right now. You can see it. This is exactly where this team is, and then this team is. This is where you know, like this is where like they're pushing them to, and they're firing at them a couple times in between this. And this is kind kind of like, and this is kind of where he makes that dash through that field to get to the back of the school, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, just. I mean, just uh, uh, just crazy, crazy admission, man. Just crazy, crazy. Um, uh, not, and what's worse is America in a whole is now focused on Roe versus Wade when 19 children and two teachers were just killed. And everyone is just thinking, well, yeah, it's because of the guns. No, 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 no. Did you hear what the mayor just said? He said he, he just stated he thinks it's a cover-up. He thinks the DPS is lying about what happened inside of the school. Not only that, he thinks that they're lying about the other teams that engaged the shooter prior to them to him entering into the school. I mean, just I mean, you want to talk about some bombshell open admission then holy cow, man. I mean, what else do you want? The mayor is even stating this for a fact, and it kind of makes you wonder it kind of makes you wonder, uh, was Roe versus Wade put out for all of these reasons so they could keep people, uh, keep the general population, uh, you know, still enthralled in the anger over Roe versus Wade? And we know that for a fact, especially right here in the state of Nebraska, um, uh, the Democratic Party, unfortunately, has opted into uh, push uh, uh, the death-like cult of abortion onto the youth, leaving the youth with a sense of hopelessness when the youth already has such uh, high anxiety rates where they're so worried about everything else that's going on in the world, where open admission, where, where, where for crying out loud, we have a president like Joe Biden, you know what I mean? And it always amazes me when I see people on Twitter or any social media platform for that matter, giving Joe Biden excuses for some of the stuff he does. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, he's had 60 years doing this. But what I am saying is he had, he's had 60 years in the White House, in the Senate. 60 years in politics, ladies and gentlemen. And he never got one thing done. 
Now, the Uvalde, Texas mayor is coming out and saying he believes that the DPS is covering this up. He believes that they are not telling the truth. The What we know now, the teacher actually uh, made sure that the door is propped open. And not only that, we know now for a fact that the troopers that were inside of the school, when the kids were getting their heads blown off, they were told to stand down. What we now know is they did have AR-15s, which obviously, when they, I remember when they first said that, oh, the police don't have the right, uh, the, they don't have uh, uh, the right firepower to engage the suspect. All I could think was bullcrap. First of all, it's common sense to me that almost every single, tr- uh, um, uh, almost every single policemen nowadays uh, because of uh, the shootings that happened uh, back in the 1970s um, but almost every single uh, policeman nowadays has an AR-15 in his car so I remember when this first happened uh, common sense told me is that they're lying right now hardcore about not having the type of firepower to go against this subject they have rifles so now lo and behold now it's all come out that they did have rifles they even had a freaking um, uh, a shield in there preventing them from uh, or helping them get, get closer. Uh, what we know now is uh, it's been confirmed that the shooter was engaged prior to him entering into the school. What we do know now is that he uh, was on psychotropics or he was on some type of uh, hallucinogenic drugs himself. So none of this matters. We're going to allow Big Pharma to push every single different type of a new drug known to man. You know, they're going to push and introduce new drugs for, um, like right now, they're introducing new drugs in the military strictly for depression and anxiety. They're saying this is a cure for depression and anxiety and that you, you take this pill and you'll never feel depression anymore. You'll feel happy about everything. It doesn't matter if you're stabbing little children. You will feel happy about it. It's all about this this track and trace global agenda where these elites want to literally put in a nano-sized chip that goes throughout your DNA structurally and alters, and alters it to the state where they can control it via Bluetooth capability that is exactly the third part of Operation Looking Glass, ladies and gentlemen. I, I want all you guys to go look up my uh, go look up my uh, podcast and my special podcast that I did on Operation Looking Glass. Now, the first and second part is uh, very interesting as well of Operation Look, Looking Glass. But always keep in mind that there is three parts of that operation, and that third part is where it really, 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 really uh, blows you away because you you really start to think, well. I wonder if they're using this technology on some of these school shooters by inducing them through psychotropics and then they can add on through different various means, uh, especially if the victim themselves has been vaccinated and they've altered their genetic structures to allow better Bluetooth capability, which allows them to insert different feeds into the mind. You know what I mean? It can also control different aspects of the mind. It can control strictly to your medulla oblongata. Which is where anger, jealousy, and aggression came from. You know, according to uh, you know, uh, Ricky, uh, uh, according to water, the Water Boy. You know what I mean? But yeah, this is very, very um, and this is a conspiracy theory, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. This is all proven. Okay, this is this is fact. 
Okay, this is fact. This is fact, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and and, I'm, and frankly, you know, it blows my mind when uh, people like me still get called conspiracy theorists. Because, you know, I was, I, you know, people like me were warning everyone, were, telling, were, were being called crazy and being called, you know, cuckoos for telling anyone, telling everyone that the NSA is tracking and is tracing everything that you do on the web and uh, your, med your medical, everything you do with um, your doctors. The NSA is tracking everything, your social media platforms, your, uh, your medical, uh, your medical uh, um, criteria your political stance, the NSA was tracking all that information and what they were doing was is they were feeding it into a super artificial intelligence program so they can, in their own words, or at least in uh, NASA's own words and in CERN's own words, so they can one day replicate you, they can kill you and then one day replicate you, but a better form of you is what they say, oh, but a better form of you. That's not going to be a better form, that is going to be a slave that only will do and listen and say what the global establishment that is of uh, Carl Schwab's and the New World Order wants you to do. You know, that is what exactly what the Rockefeller... And like I said, this these plans have been thought up for so long. You know what I mean? This is back when the uh, Rockefeller, Laca, uh, Rockefeller um, Lockheed step came out. You know what I mean? This was way before that. And then they came out with Agenda 21. But well, well before that... You had draconian dialects where they were talking about uh, a nation, building a nation and using a nation to completely control what's in the mind of men and women all around the world. But that's exactly why you see the shift towards into China, guys. And um, uh, the clip I'm going to play to you um, when it comes to the green food, you know, the green deal, just uh, um, let's just say just uh, should just really scare you guys. But we're getting ready to go on a quick little break. And then we will come back, guys, and we have some more information for you guys. Of course, this is just bombshell news. The mayor actually admitting that there is a cover-up going on with the DPS and the Uvalde shooting. And now with the uh, um, shooting at Highland Park. And now what we know that that shooter did indeed add an FBI handler. He made a song where he directly said what exactly what he was going to do. He made numerous social media threats saying that he wants to shoot people and kill people. And this is what he was going to do. But the FBI, the precincts of that, of, of, of their town, they didn't show up to his house once. They didn't investigate anything that he was doing. They didn't show up to his house and just ask him a couple questions, make sure he's all right. None of that, no. And now with the, uh, the, um, the hiding of the second shooter on the rooftop, guys, I mean, you talk about um, some scary shit that's going on right now. You talk about Operation Gladio that is being implemented into America right now. Operation Gladio 10.0. Now, let's go to that quick break, guys, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm your host, Benjamin Leonardo Jacobs, uh, a.k.a. Leo the Lion. And the Georgia Guidestones have been blown up. Now, reports came in around um, 4 o'clock uh, where uh, witnesses overheard um, a, a loud explosion happen around that time. Other witnesses thought it was a 
uh, thunder, and um, uh, however, around uh, 737, uh, um, a man that uh, lived close to there and a helicopter flew overhead and saw the damage that was done. Now, of course, everyone is sitting here saying, oh, you know, the mysterious Georgia Guidestones, you know what I mean, and who played the part? Well, we know who made the Georgia Guidestones, ladies and gentlemen. It was Ted Turner and the rest of the eugenic, um, he was a, a eugenic, um, a pro, eugenic, uh, Eugenic pushing, death cult believing, uh, Illuminati kind of type figures, ladies and gentlemen. Ted Turner is actually the guy, same guy that got Bill Gates into eugenics and depopulation. He's the one that basically turned him out. Now, if, uh, in 1980, uh, the fictitious name of R.C. Christian uh, had a local banker um, construct a, or had a, a had a local banker fund him, and he in. This fictitious man of R.C. Christian constructed the Stonehenge, um, and uh, now the land was purchased uh, for five thousand dollars. The grand, grand, uh, granite monuments were erected at a cost of one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Now I'm going to give you the ten things that was said because I'm 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 also realizing that. The, the part that was blown up uh, on the Georgia Guidestones was the English version, was the English version of the, saying the same things, but it was the English version of uh, what I'm about to read to you right now. But just to be clear, um, I, I'm not condoning this kind of um, civil dis disobedience. I'm not condoning this uh, type of violence. But I absolutely do understand the mentality behind it. I understand the symbolism, uh, more importantly, behind it, because the symbolism to the globalists of their Georgia Guidestones being destroyed um, is highly impotent, and it could really, and it really, really sends a message to the globalists. Um, however, having a place to take someone to go and see see this is the kind of stuff that they were doing and we defeated these guys you know what i mean i'm um, having a footnote there does does uh make all the difference so getting to the 10 things that were on uh, the georgia guidestone um uh, number one maintain humanity under 500 million and perpetual balance with nature guide reproduct uh reproduction wisely improving fitness and diversity Unite humanity with a living new language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Balance personal rights with social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Uh, it is, yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, uh, Well, I don't even know what to say. It's 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 one hell you know it's it's one hell of an open admission. Let me just you know let let me just say that you know what I mean. And we see all of these things being implemented right before our eyes. It's just we're so dilute and so um, brainwashed 
And so not understanding uh, the different forms of military invasion, uh, the different forms of uh, sickness and cancer and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And we're just not hip to actual history. And we can be if we uh, revamp our educational system uh, today. So, you know, I'm getting caught up in my words, ladies and gentlemen. I do apologize. But, you know, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is this, uh, the Georgia Guidestones being blown up, created by Ted Turner and the major eugenicists, uh, Ted Turner getting Bill Gates, when, uh, Bill Gates involved in uh, eugenics and depopulation, um, really kind of formulating this cult-like structure that we see today with the medical indoctrination, where medical doctors are being indoctrinated into a new type of pseudoscience that only uh, only amounts to not curing a disease, but vaccinating the disease. Altering genetics, tracking. You know, we all thought uh, cameras were a, a major problem with uh, tracking the human civilization a while ago. Well, you know, now nowadays they don't really have to really really use a camera to track you, ladies and gentlemen. The satellites we have in the sky can literally just uh, will blow your mind. The real technology that we have, let's just say Avatar, the technology we saw in Avatar wasn't just made up. There's a reason why they kept certain movies, Avatar being one of them, um, uh, because they were, did you guys know that they are actually going to create that movie Avatar, James Cameron movie Avatar back in 1946? That's a, a proven fact. Look it up. Yeah, they were going to create that movie in 1946 and show all that type of technology in 1946. And I quote, we cannot show this type of technology to the civilians. They are not ready for it yet. So they waited until, you know, early two, or late 2000s to release it and stuff like that. But it just really, really makes you wonder what type of technology is truthfully out there. Now, let us get to... Greenwashing, and I want to play this clip, ladies and gentlemen, where a gentleman from the Davos Group admits to there being no standards when it comes to green food. There's no standards set by the FDA. There's no standards set by the EPA. There's no standards when it comes to green food. Early in that process, the second problem is there are no industry standards. The determination of what is a green product for this industry and categories within the industry. Oh. What'd you say again? There's no, there's no, what? I didn't hear you correctly. ...are not producing them, and the companies that are starting to produce them are relatively uh, early in that process. The second problem is there are no industry standards that determine what is a green product for this industry and categories within the industry. I thought that he said that, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, so we're. I, I figured I want to get into how can you how can you identify um, greenwashing? You know what I mean? How you can identify maggot food, ladies and gentlemen? So I'm going to give you a, a little a little of an example. Um, you guys remember when Frito Lay came out with those natural lace potato chips? You know, there's those like brown Tony pressured sunflower. You know what I mean? Kind of chips, whatever. They're thicker, hardier looking, whatever. 
Well, they claim to have a connection with health, but uh, connection with health. Well, if you look at the labels shown on the uh, shown on the uh, back of the chip bag, it's got the same grams of fat and same number of calories calories as regular potato chips. The oil, oil is oil and salt is salt, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not as it's 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 greenwashing. You know what I mean? It's putting a label on something that has a green additive to it, and this green additive could literally mean anything up to uh, coin, coins, uh, corn, corn, uh, corn oil, uh, corn seed, um, maggots, uh, cockroach feces, uh, food that literally uh, direct uh, has correlations to give you cancer. But um, some of the most blatant examples of greenwashing is the. Uh, Packaging that uh, food that that has the convey that food is green. Now, uh, if you look at uh, regular food packages and then look at the colors, the primary colors, which are often bright. Um, remember that packaging that doesn't look necessarily mean the ingredients are all natural. All natural. Um, uh, food marketers employ, uh, employed by health food companies have adapted to getting consumers to make connections between the appearance and the reality. So always check the labels on the bags, ladies and gentlemen. Always be cautious of uh, environmental friendly slogans. You know what I mean? Now uh, they might they they might say good for your uh, good for the earth, but they're not good for you. They're not good for your health. They've been known to uh, cause testicular cancer. They've been known and directed. Uh, direct, uh, they've been known to cause all different types of uh, different venereal diseases. Now the term greenwashing can be done by companies with no penalty because after all, like I said, like uh, like like. Um, the gentleman from the Davos group just admitted that there is no set standards when it comes to green food. So you could take, let's say, a half pound of hamburger and mix it with a bunch of cow shit, as long as it that cow stuff, that cow crap, looks exactly like the other half of that hamburger, then you can call that green food. You can call it good for the earth. You can put the label on there and uh, greenwash it, ladies and gentlemen. No. Another thing you could do is look for green practices or look for um, certified organic by the USDA. Um, this because the USDA actually uh, has to meet certain rules and regulations. This food must be grown using certain products only and not others. It will be labeled a USDA, USDA or, uh, organic. Also be aware of the variety of green practices. When products is labeled as certified as green, they can refer to as very wide spectrum of practices. Now, it does not mean it's healthy. It just doesn't mean it's unprocessed food. It can mean a variable, uh, a variable uh, amount of things, but it, it it does not mean it's environmental. It does not mean it's good for your health. It, just because it's good for the earth does not mean it's um, environmental uh, friendly. Does not mean it's sustainably uh, far. It's sustainable to the farming practices. It doesn't mean it's sustainable to the uh, practices of manufacturing. It doesn't uh, have any comments about minimalizing the packages or eliminating cruelty to animals. You know, shout out to PETA. I'm surprised they're not saying anything about it. But it doesn't. You know, it doesn't include any of this. It just says good for the earth, which, like I said, that can mean. Anything from 
you know, you creating this uh, hammers out of maggots, this uh, meat out of maggots, which uh, scientists are doing now. And they've been doing that for a long time, which is why the World Health Organization just came out with the implementation of when, uh, of saying they want to start spraying mRNA uh, spray, uh, spraying mRNA chemicals on our food, ladies and gentlemen. So even if you didn't get the vaccination, possibly here soon, you're just going to have to deal with it anyway and get, you know, and, and you're going to be vaccinated whether you like or not. Force vaccinated, ladies and gentlemen. But always just be aware of um, some, just some of these packages and what they, what they have on there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I do want to get to the tech, uh, te state of Texas declaring invasion at their border, guys. Now, the National Border Patrol Council VP Art Del Castro called on Texas Governor Greg Abbott to, to declare an invasion at the southern border. Former Office of uh, Management and Budget uh, Director Russ Vaught and former Acting Deputy DHS Secretary Ken Consignale, both now at the center of Renewing America, have urged governors to make that declaration and use war powers to order Arizona's police or National Guard to remove illegal immigrants to Mexico themselves. They have pointed to language in Article One of the Constitution, which allows for states to engage in war, which it has been, which it which it has been as of yet. We have been under siege for a very, very long time, ever since Biden made it, made an opening statement saying that our borders deserve to be wide open. However, but Ukraine's border, Ukraine's sovereignty, well, that's that makes perfect sense, ladies and gentlemen. Somehow, the American people actually made sense of that in their mind. It still, blows, it still makes me just wonder what type of uh, generation we're living in. Now, um, uh, this uh, this which which would allow states for to engage in war when it has been actually invaded, or such an or such an imminent danger, and will not admit of delay. Without the approval of Congress, they also know Article 5 says that U.S. shall protect each state against invasion. Del Cotto said declaring an invasion allows for greater access to resources for communities affected by mass migration. He also emphasized how drug cartels have the ability to flourish because of the gaps at the southern border. You have to be able to deport some of these individuals. And just like I said, if the federal government isn't doing something about it, at this point, somebody needs to do something. You can't just wait and wave the white flag. That's the bottom line. Del Cudo and said Border Patrol is overwhelmed and said Texas should have declared an evasion a long time ago. Del Cudo concluded by stating that migrants will continue to cross as they are incentivized to do so under the current system. And absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, they are being incentivized. They're being incentivized. They're being told to come here because after all the taxpayers will pay for everything we'll pay for everything we'll do everything for everybody you know what i mean you can come here the government will pay for you to get a new car they'll put you in a new house they'll give you free food they'll help you know and they'll give and they'll give a special they'll give special amity only to the immigration that means if there's only let's say five thousand dollars left in the tank you know what i mean in the bank right and they have two people apply and each one of them want uh Five thousand. Each one of them need five thousand dollars because that's what they need to make sure that you know what I mean. They they live the correct way, a, a human decently way. Well, the way our system is set up now, the way the feds are set up now, they will go out of their way to choose uh, 
an immigrant, someone that just came here, over an American citizen that has been here all their life. That is the type of country we have set ourselves up in. And we are continuing to brainwash the youth. And what does that really, really do to them? That lets them know, well, they don't matter. Because obviously, if they can't take care of themselves, but they have to worry about, oh, immigration, they have to worry, or now they have to worry about whether or not they're gay or whether or not they're a girl or a guy by age seven, apparently, you know what I mean? Just imagine what that is doing to the psychological programming of the youth nowadays, ladies and gentlemen. It's doing a lot more than what we are understanding of, a lot more than what the general population is understanding of. I mean, just yesterday we had a, uh, or not just yesterday, a few days ago, we had a, a, a woman that undressed at the pedestrian bridge. She undressed and she jumped off the bridge. Uh, she left a suicide note. Um, the family is not releasing the suicide note. Uh, she did apparently have two children that she left behind. But um, I can only imagine um, it could have everything to do with the type of uh, hate and the type of anger that is going on in, the in today's world. In with the uh, the pollution and distortion of today's laws and the pollution coming from the the establishment, you know the pollution that's coming in the mind, driving the youth to believe that they have no way out and maybe killing yourself is the best option. You know, uh, suddenly uh, everyone jumping off of big buildings in China is starting to make a lot more sense, ladies and gentlemen. But um, uh, uh, getting into some uh, uh, more news um, for you guys, because I also want to get to this, guys. Um, it, it really, really shows um, everything. Hold on. Just want to make sure I'm, I'm pulling this up before um, before I really start kicking this off again, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, four senior aides to Boris Johnson resigns in wake of Partygate scandal. This makes a total of almost 60 officials that have resigned from Boris Johnson cabinet, reciting, uh, citing ethical, uh, ethical reasons, um, uh, citing uh, uh, ethical law reasons, meaning that they're, uh, d meaning a couple of them made direct statements that he believed that uh, Boris Johnson was leading the uh, British the British uh, uh, government into a dictatorship again, passing through a monarch, uh, which is, I mean, that shows mounts of what the time that shows. And that, I guess that shows and that correlates with what the New World Order are trying to do right now. This correlates with what Russia and China, uh, China and Iran are trying to do right now. It correlates with what Ukraine and the United States and Canada are trying to do right now. Everyone is turning their back on America. It's just they're being very, very subtle about it. Why do you think Chinese are constantly getting caught flying over Canada nowadays? Why do you think Chinese planes, Chinese fighter jets are touching down in Australia and then and then taking right back off? And Australia actually fueled them up one time. Uh, the latest report, Australia actually fueled the jet up for them. And right now, why do you think uh, um, uh, some of the top generals for um, President Zelensky of Ukraine are actually pleading with him to make a deal with Russia? And not only that, they're uh, also already starting the blame, the blame game on the United States, which correlates exactly with what I told you was going to happen, too. 
So getting into some uh, more news, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, I wanted to touch base with um, what I was just saying. Now, that makes a total of 60 um, of Boris Johnson's uh, um, officials that have resigned, all quoting um, uh, uh, these most recent four resigned, uh, quoting the Partygate scandal. Uh, that was when um, during the peak of the pandemic when Boris Johnson was uh, sniffing cocaine off of hookers, uh, you know, uh, uh, breasts and stuff like that while he locked everyone down making everyone feel like he is a king or something like that now Downing Street announced in an evening statement that it had accepted the resignations of Martin Reynolds Boris Johnson's chief secretary who emailed around 100 people inviting them to drinks party in May 2020 and his chief of staff Dan Rosenfield a year after he took office the prime minister thanked them for their important contribution to the government, including their work on the pandemic and economic recovery, a spokesperson said in a statement. They will remain in place until their successors appointed. The announcement of the departures were preceded earlier in the day by those of Manuera Muzu, Downing Street's head of policy and communications chief Jack Doyle, who was allegedly at one of the offending parties. Merzura said her resignation was over Johnson's making a misleading accusation against the opposition leader when he was defending himself in Parliament on Wednesday, following the release of damning internal report on the Downing Street lockup breaching gather gatherings, which highlighted failures of leadership. The scandal over the uh, gatherings has severely weakened Johnson with the opposition, as well as several members of his own conservative party. Uh, it's not really, and by the way, uh, conservative party, no, 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 they, they don't mean conservative as in a Republican kind of American stance. They mean like a conservative, conservative as like hail Hitler as soon as the cameras are not on them stance. That's their type of conservative. Now, after he had once again apologized for the gatherings during a session in Parliament on Monday, Johnson accused Labor Party leader Keir Starma of allowing the late ex-BBC star pedophile Jimmy Sulva to escape justice when he was head of the UK Prosecution Service. The use of this accusation, which is widespread in conspiracy and far-right circles, caused uh, outcry. And, uh, you know, I, I, you see how this... Um, ow, just bit my tongue... You see how this brain? You see how this uh, the the brainwashing goes in. Oh, uh, it was a conspiracy of far right circles. Oh, a conspiracy of far right circles. No, 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 no. Jimmy Savall was a pedophile, and he did escape justice uh, when he was the head of the uh, UK Pro Prosecution Service. He was caught multiple times. Multiple women have came out and stated just that. With their kids being brought to him and their kids going to their moms and say, oh my God, Jimmy touched my little butthole. So, but you can see how it's, uh, how they add in far right, far right circles, conspiracy theorists, far right circles. They know full well it's true, but they're still going to drive the narrative of, oh, far right circles. You know, these far right conspiracy theories, these far right, uh, you know, um, crazy extremists, you know what I mean? These guys are their problems because they believe in the truth. They believe in the children that have been coming out against Jimmy Seville. Yeah, we believe the children. Now, Kurt Starmer himself accused Boris Johnson of repeating fascist conspiracy theories to score cheap political points. Merzur, who had been working for Johnson for 14 years, including when he was mayor of London, 
wrote in a resignation letter that there was no fair of reasonable basis for what and that assumption. There was not the usual cut and thrust of politics. It was an inappropriate and partisan reference to a uh, horrendous case of child abuse. You tried to clarify your position today, but despite my urging, you did not apologize for the misleading impression you gave, she added. According to the Daily Mail tabloid, communications director Jack Dole told his staffers that he had always been his intention to leave two years after taking office in 2020, initially in a junior role, and that his family life had suffered greatly from the scandal in recent weeks. Downing Street stressed Boris Johnson's gratitude to the two former advisors for their contribution to government. Yeah, so are you sure they weren't resigning because they got caught having sexual relations with little children? And Boris Johnson, he thanks them for their service. Like they're saying, some of these guys were on the same, were at the parties that Boris Johnson was holding at this time. I mean, you talk about some maniacal, satanic crap, guys. During the peak, a peak of pandemic, Boris Johnson and his other constituents is out there, no mask, no vaccine, around hundreds of people, cocaine, drinking, having fun, doing everything while his people are on lockdown. They're suffering. Mentally and psychology, children are killing themselves because of the lockdowns, because they're not seeing any of their friends. But Boris Johnson, he's doing a line of coke off that hooker he just, you know, uh, he just got. I mean, you talk about the just the sick mentality of this, ladies and gentlemen. The sick mentality of this. Oh, and get this, guys. Uh, uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is making statements. Look, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, as far and this is uh, to do with the Highland Park shooting, guys. So uh, after gunfire rang out during a mass shooting that killed seven people in Chicago and suburban Highland Park, two or boy wandering the street bloody alone. Um, uh, uh, by the way, there is a two-year-old boy that uh, his parents were killed at at the Highland Park shooting. And um, he started wandering everywhere. He just started wandering the street um, alone. Um, he was picked up, you know, obviously he was picked up by a, a police member. And he asked them, you know, why are you walking around alone right now? And uh, he pointed towards the parade a few blocks down, pointed towards the parade and said, Mommy and Daddy aren't here with me now. And, uh, but yeah, he's bloodied up and uh, stuff like that. But um, uh, Kamala Harris is uh, making statements and she says enough is enough. Kamala Harris, you know, the girl that laughs at, you know what I mean, everything. People could die right in front of her. She'll just she'll just start laughing. Excuse me while I type this in. I apologize. I'm kind of have to, kind of have to having to do um do all this myself right now. I'm kind of working as my own cameraman. But um, so this is um this is Kamala Harris speaking on the Highland Park shooting, and you know I'm not even gonna go into it. I'm just I'm just gonna let I'm just gonna let her speak. 
let's just say uh, she she always knows inside this. She always know when to bring the real wisdom. You know what I'm saying? She always knows when to bring it. As we all know, yesterday should have been a day to come together with family and friends to celebrate our nation's independence. And instead, that community suffered a violent tragedy. Children, parents, grandparents, victims to a senseless act of gun violence. And Doug, who is here with me, he and I, of course, we mourn as you do for those who were killed, and we pray for those who were injured, and we all grieve, I know, for the lives that are forever changed in that community, including, of course, the students and the teachers of that community who have suffered great loss. And I don't need to tell any of We need to end this war. We need to stop this violence. Sorry, I want to laugh for her because you could tell she was right there. I mean, you can kind of see it, you know, um, you know, for your guys' self. But, I mean, literally, she looks like she's just, she's so close from laughing while she said, Oh, we need to stop this violence. Ah! Crazy, guys. And we must protect our communities from the terror of gun violence. You know, I've said it before, enough is enough. There's that term again, ladies and gentlemen, gun violence. You see, they're never, they're never really, really getting to the real problem that caused this uh, person to grab that firearm and go do it. They're not talking about that. But you see how they continue to, she, she continues to mention gun violence, ladies and gentlemen. And we're getting ready to wrap this up. This is only going to be about an hour and a half broadcast, guys. And then we're going to go into some of our world segments and our world news. And we have a lot of other things that we want to get to. But let's get back to this clip uh, for right now. You know, I've said it before, enough is enough. Like, she's, like, waiting for the crowd to, like, start cheering her on or something like that. Uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, so uh, let me recap real quick. The Highland Park shooter came out with a freaking video where he literally, plan by plan, the whole video, he showed what he was going to do. He had an FBI handler. He was on some type of psychotropic drugs. He quoted by the police when he got arrested that I could not control my body. I did not want to do it, but something was taking over me. The Uvalde shooting, the mayor is now coming out and saying that this is a cover-up. We're not mentioning the Bortec elite teams that were getting into a firefight with the school shooter there and pushed them to the school. The teacher that first stated that I was the one that left the door Unlocked. Now she's coming out and saying that, oh, no, I actually was told to leave the door open. She disappeared. Boris, jo uh, Boris Johnson cabinet members, over 60 of them have resigned, quoting ethical reasons. The Georgia Guidestones have been blown to crap. Ted Turner must be rolling over his grade, grave. 
just praying to God, just praying to God that they uh, that they get away with their uh, plan of depopulization, ladies and gentlemen. And all this is going on while America just spins and turns and worries about Roe versus Wade, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not even going to mention what's going on on Russia with them taking Lubansky or whatever it's called the main eastern front of Ukraine. So Russia won. They set out to do exactly what they said to do. They've done it. Now NATO, in 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 an effort to start World War III even faster, allowed Finland and Sweden to join the European Union and NATO. Now NATO troops, over 300,000 amassing of NATO troops, American troops, over 300,000 massive NATO troops are going to be right at Russia's board, uh, right at Russia's doorstep. And we cannot act like, oh, well, it's, if Russia uh, uh, does um, uh, uh, start to strike Sweden or Finland, I highly doubt they'll start uh, strike Sweden. But if they do seem to go out, if they do or are deemed to go after those countries, then what do you think that's going to do with America? I mean, guys, we're living in some you know, one hell of a times, ladies and gentlemen. We're 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 in it, guys. But anyways, we're, we're gonna bring this to, to the end of this broadcast, and then our next broadcast, I want to cover up with some local news, some local things I wanted to get to, um, some open admissions of some of our senators and the way uh, what they think about babies. We have one of our senators, uh, Michaela Kavanaugh, that says babies are too expensive, so we should kill them because that's less expensive. We have another one of our senators. Um, uh, Senator, uh, Senator Megan Hunt that thinks there should be regulations and rules when it comes to firearms because it's public safety and it's public health but when it comes to k- killing children there should be no rules and no regulations they should have uh, baby killing on demand ladies and gentlemen and we also have open missions by our board of education right here in the state of Nebraska where, they, where he literally admits to uh, uh, giving Drugs to your children without your knowledge, and when asked if he is uh, legally, if he, if he has state licenses, if he's licensed to do that, well, then he gives you the runaround. He says, "Oh no, we're not licensed, but I mean, we're 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 licensed. We're we're um we have the ability to give counseling in our um you know and and while while they're in the school, we're not talking about counseling. We are talking about you issuing drugs to t- uh, to." children without the parents consent and the open admission by these guys is just all that much more scary so we're going to get all to uh, get to all that in our next segment guys um uh but uh, always keep in mind guys follow me on twitter follow me on instagram uh if you're looking for the video feed guys like i said uh, right now it stays on a uh, patreon on um, uh, patreon so it's only if you're paying for it um but I keep on telling my uh, listeners right now, the guys, well, the people that are watching uh, me on video, um, we're going to be switching that over to where it's just going to be free. And we're going to be broadcasting probably from our Facebook page. Um, and, and then all the uploads are always going to be posted to Spotify. You know what I mean? So if you just want to watch the video uh, video uh, page of it and you want to see the actual, you know what I mean? If you want to see the videos as I'm talking about them, well, then, you know what I mean? You'll be able to see them here soon, guys. Um, in the meantime, stay focused, stay strong. Stay armed. Remember, it's not your job to be nice to everyone, but it is your job to be kind to everyone. It's not your job to accept everything, but it is your job to tolerate some things. So stay strong, stay armed, and I'll see you out there, guys.